Welcome to the Libro Your Podcast, European Libro Forum Project. I'm your host, Ricardo Silvestre. And what a great episode we have today. I'm very happy to have on the podcast Mats Lofström. Mats is an elected member of the Finnish Parliament, is vice chairman of the Swedish People's Parliament Group, member of the EU Affairs Committee, Administration and Interiors Affairs Committee, and the Constitutional Law Committee. But also importantly to us, is a board member of the European Liberal Forum. I invited Mats to come to the podcast to talk about Finland's application to join NATO. We're going to go into a little bit of a historical perspective and what Finland can bring to the alliance. And on note, please stay for after the conversation a little coda with the latest developments on that. This podcast was recorded on a live setting at the Alder Party Congress in Dublin. And with no further ado, I bring you Mats Lofstern. I'm here with Mats Lofstern. Mats, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Thank you, Ricardo, for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here in such an important conversation about Finland uh, possibly being a member of NATO. But before that, I want to go a little bit into history. Uh, you being a Finn, I'm very interested to have that insight, particularly something that I thought was really interesting to go to. And that is, in 1917, Finland had its independence. But then in 1918, there was a war with Russia. But then, Matt's Second World War came in, and Finland clearly made a distance between the two great blocks coming out of the Second World War, Soviet Union and the United States. Why was that? Why was it with that experience of 1918 and getting your independence, what was that need to say, no, we'll still be neutral? Well, I mean, Finland got its independence 1917 and, um, and uh, 1939, we were brutally attacked by the Soviet Union in the Winter War that lasted for 105 days. And uh, we lost uh, territory in that fight and had severe casualties, even though the casualties for the Red Army from so the Soviet Union were much higher. But uh, that was uh, followed by the continuation war uh, later on. And uh, we we signed a peace treaty with with the Soviet Union and uh, the Allies. And uh, that after that period of Finlandization came, we can go into it uh, later on, but we really lived in the shadows of the Soviet Union for uh, a very long time after that. And uh, we felt that even though we, our independence, su independency survived, which unlike, for example, in Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, that became parts of the Soviet Union, Finland uh, survived, but it also impacted our real possibilities to uh, to uh, have sovereign deci uh, decisions so uh, for example norway joining nato as a founding member that was clearly not uh, a possibility for finland even though we potentially could have wanted it because we were too afraid for the repercussions uh, from the soviet union because we had uh, we had experienced uh, two bloody wars with uh, with the Soviet Union. So it was kind of real politic or was just the trauma of going through that history? I would say um, I mean we we want to live in, in peace and prosperity and uh, continue as an independent country and um, having a, a large 
neighbor with nuclear weapons, uh, we also wanted to make sure that we we uh, can can live on. And and I mean, we cannot do anything about geography. Finland will continue to have uh, uh, a border with with Russia. The option of not having a border with Russia that is an awful uh, idea to think of. So I mean, we want to. Uh, continue to uh, to have a border with Russia. We want to have a pragmatic relationship with Russia. Also, when we will, we will be a NATO member, we are not. Uh, we don't want to escalate anything uh, towards Russia. Uh, we just want to um, increase our own security so that we can continue to live in peace and prosperity. That's a great point, and we'll get back to it because something changed. Because as you were saying, there was a moment that Finland decided we're not going to go hostile with our neighbor with nuclear weapons. We want to live in peace. We have our independence and try to navigate this new world order. But things have changed, and we're going to go into that. But you did mention Finlandization. Go a little bit into that, please, and then what changed during time? Because there's this really important question that I'm going to ask you later. And that is, things did change. Ukraine was a factor, true. But there was things that changed with time naturally. Finlandization was one of them. So please get into that. You know, after the Second World War, um, we... We we lost the war uh, with the Soviet Union. We 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 kept our independence. So I mean, in that uh, in that sense, we were winners because we could continue as an independent country. But we seized territory to the Soviet Union, and we had to uh, sign a peace treaty with the Soviet Union. And that peace treaty included a, a, a friendship and stabili- stability pact with uh, with the Soviet Union and a trading relations uh, relationship with the Soviet Union and. and that those were demands that uh, that the Soviet Union made and it made to us, uh, and therefore we had this period co- called the Finlandization that lasted uh, until uh, the collapse of the Soviet Union, where Finland then immediately uh, could apply for membership in the European Union because during the period of of Finlandization. And having this friendship and stability pact with with the Soviet Union, even though we were an independent country, we were uh, too concerned of uh, eventual repercussions from from the Soviet Union if we would have applied for the European Union membership earlier. So we we were in, independent, but in a sense, uh, we're not allowed to. Uh, at least that is our our take of it that we were not uh, i mean 100% sovereign in our our decisions because we were too uh, too afraid and wanted to, we, we didn't want to risk that uh, we would have an a military intervention uh, on our territory again so it was a sur- survival strategy the finlandization for our republic and even for us people who don't live in Finland, we do know that apart from the politics, there was also the preparation. We know that Helsinki is quite prepared for attacks, even a nuclear ones. Uh, and we look at that and we say again, like you were saying, it's it's it was playing it safe, not trying to hostile to be hostile, but to do your own thing. Interestingly, what you just said, and that is, you guys were pretty much by your own meaning that you didn't want to provoke Russia, but it wasn't like you had a system of support. Yes, the European Union came in, and and that was a big help. But for example, and I'm going to go to you right away, Mats, which is now, you, for example, you have that assurance. United States, Germany, UK, 
they very recently say, if Finland is attacked, we will be there to defend that country. Why didn't that happen sooner? Well, I mean, to be honest, the, the 24th of February, the, the brutal attack by Russia on Ukraine, is uh, it was a real shock for for I mean everyone, uh, including for Finland. Even though the intelligence by the Americans and the and the Brits and other intelligence intelligence agency said that the risks of an attack on Ukraine was uh, imminent, we saw that uh, and we saw that the scenarios only became darker and darker and. Uh, in uh, the, the days ahead of the attack, we, we really saw that the the, the the options were different colors, so different shades of, of black. Really, it it was. Um, but but politically, we were still uh, shocked uh, by the by the brutal attack because we clearly couldn't see that uh, that one would uh, risk so much by attacking uh, uh, another uh, sovereign country. Also, I mean. Russia is breaking the rules that they were part of building in the United Nations system after the Second World War to to make sure that this would never happen again. Russia was uh, was the chairman for the UN Security Council at the moment when they attacked Ukraine. When when a country is breaking the rules uh, that they were ma- m- making. Uh, that clearly has changed our own calculations. That was nothing we, we, we expected. Clearly, our stability policy that we had towards Russia, uh, that um, we wanted to, to trade with Russia to make sure that through economical cooperation, the risk of a, a military conflict would be as low as possible. That stability policy collapsed because we saw that despite the fact that Russia would... would uh, take severe damage from I mean casualties in a war but also from sanctions uh, I mean we, we, we clearly couldn't see they going ahead with that kind of, of we, we didn't see the logic and and w- when we when we see now that that uh, mustn't be an, a logic for an attack that has really uh, changed our calculations and da- therefore the the debate of of nato membership shifted overnight and before we will be a member of of nato which hopefully will be as quickly as possible we wanted to have security guarantees by security pro- providers that uh, will 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 back us up during this application uh, process and before we will be under the mutual protection of uh, Article Five in the in the NATO treaty, so it wasn't us; it was them being erratic. Yeah, and I mean, without the Russian attack on Ukraine, I I cannot see that we would have applied for NATO. Uh, I mean, NATO membership, because uh, as I said, we had a stability policy that um, wanted to, um, even even though we were great concern after after what have happened in Georgia. In on in Crimea, in I mean the, the war in Ukraine also since uh, 2014, but clearly this large, uh, massive uh, attack uh, uh, started uh, on 24th of February that rocked us, and clearly we needed to to change our own calculation and to raise the threshold for for uh, a military attack on us. Try to make here a connection, and I'm going to ask your help to see if this connection makes sense for non-Fin, for us Europeans looking at our neighbors from the north. We just established that Finlandization 
was gradually abandoned because there were the capability of doing it. Now, my question to you is, and you just, in a way, you already replied, which is the changing of the perspective of Finland joining NATO was overnight. Do you think that was just because of Russian attack on Ukraine? Or do you think there would be conversations about this starting to show up in Finland? Where people would say, well, maybe we can join NATO apart from the European Union. Or do you think, again, that that was not a debate that would happen in the next 25 years? The open door policy from NATO uh, was extremely important for, for Finland. That that we ourselves can, could make that decision if we would like to, to join. And and just therefore, we didn't, uh, we, we had in the government program and a possibility to apply for NATO membership, but we didn't uh, expect that to materialize because uh, our strategy was to to build stability with with Russia, and um, and we didn't want to do anything that could escalate tensions with 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 Russia, and and uh, an application for NATO membership could 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 have done it. On the other hand, we w- wanted to be very clear that the, that the, a NATO application is always on the table if we will decide that is the best interest for 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 Finnish security and we wanted also Russia to respect it uh, and and uh, we saw a change in the Russian opinion already in the last year uh, regarding it that we took notice from and uh, it might have co- been i mean starting a discussion about uh, NATO membership uh, nevertheless but the the attack on the the 24th uh, of February really sh- shifted it overnight but i think that the general public we have debated nato uh, uh, membership for a long time and i think that the reason why citizens have um, been i mean skeptical towards it is more that uh, uh, one didn't know how it would impact the relationship with russia which is uh, a neighbor now when when uh, they the, our neighbor is behaving um, in 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 a extremely sure. aggressive and brutal manner we saw that okay the, the things have changed and and we will uh, therefore uh, apply for membership because finland has never been a a, a bridge between uh, the the uh, the west and and east in that sense uh, i mean we have been clearly part of the west uh, and the reason for for not integrating in international organizations earlier have I mean, the reason for that has been that we have been afraid of of uh, of, uh, of uh, Russian aggression, and as, uh, and when uh, the window of uh, of, um, of joining has been open, we have been very quick to 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 join. Uh, that was, I mean, with the, with the European Union membership, we uh, immediately when the Soviet Union collapsed, we started the process to 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 apply because we saw that uh, that we can do it now in a safe manner. That's a fascinating point about not being a bridge because that's exactly what we're seeing our friends from Ukraine saying exactly at this moment. They're like, we're not a bridge to Russia. We're our own, we're our own country. We're doing our own thing. Now, let's get back. Let's come to the present moment. And actually, I have you here after uh, an event on the other party congress here in Dublin, where we are right now, where we had a liberal espresso how NATO enlargement strengthens EU security, where you were one of the speakers. Now, I was paying close attention to the conversation, and it was a question about Turkey, necessarily. 
I'm going to bring another one point to the table, and that is the United States. I'm quite concerned about what's happening in America. Our listeners know that quite well. But the Republican Party, I don't know how the thing will go when they have to ratify it. But talk a little bit about this. How can Finland calm everything, calm everyone down, say we're not you know, for terrorists and we're not protecting terrorists and we're not, you know, uh, against Russia, like you were just saying, we're not against Russia, we're just trying to protect ourselves. So tell us a little bit what, how that process is going to play out in the next couple of, of weeks. Well, we will see. I mean, it it depends about uh, what Turkey will 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 do. Uh, that have raised uh, objections uh, uh, and some concerns. Uh, we are trying to to iron those concerns out, and and we are confident that we will uh, find uh, solutions uh, with Turkey uh, and uh, through uh, active di- diplomacy get also Turkey's uh, support for our application and we are I mean we are at least we are hopeful for it but it will be of course Turkey's own decision but ahead of our NATO applications to Vincentin we had uh, discussions with uh, the Turkish government uh, including our president uh, Salinisti had a discussion with president Erdogan mm-hmm. also our foreign minister, minister Pekka Havisto were several times in in Turkey uh, our civil servants in the foreign ministry had uh, had discussions with our Turkish counterparts and and at that stage no uh, uh, objections were were raised or, or no problems were were hinted so uh, in that sense we are a bit uh, bit uh, surprised uh, that they were um, raised now but uh, i mean i, I i'm very let me interrupt you, Mats, because I have the expression here. Finnish president was confused by Turkey's position. <laughs> so, so I mean, we want to solve this uh, this problem together with with the NATO members and and, um, and and with Turkey, which is a member of 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 NATO. And I'm optimistic that we will be able to, to do it. But uh, I think regarding the Republican Party in America and and also, frankly speaking, all all other. Uh, NATO members. Uh, I mean, to ratify our application. So the the, the question it m- might be like, what is Finland bringing to the table? And uh, what we are bringing is a NATO compatible uh, army, uh, air strong air force, uh, uh, a navy uh, that has been working closely with NATO for uh, uh, many years al- already. Since 2014, we have been. Uh, a uh, enhanced having have enhanced cooperation with NATO we are uh, participating in in all exercises that NATO are, are having at the moment uh, one baltops uh, going on in Sweden uh, also the Norwegian exercise uh, in February um, we were actively participating in we have been on together with with NATO countries uh, in Afghanistan, uh, we have uh, doing lifting in Iraq to help uh, NATO uh, uh, countries there too, especially France. We have been in the Horn of Africa for the anti-piracy mission. So I mean, we we have the the capability. We are a fully I mean fully fledged democracy. Our defense spending is well over two percent of GDP, which is the recommendation that NATO uh, has and that quite few NATO members actually achieve uh, and we will raise it even even more uh, now we just uh, have finalized uh, a deal for buying uh, 64 F-35 um, fighter jets from from United States uh, 
meaning we will be the the biggest F-35 operator in in Northern Europe, potentially even bigger than the United Kingdom. So we will be a, a strong player. And we want, of course, not only to get the security guarantees from NATO, we also want to provide security for the whole region and uh, and uh, for the whole alliance. And, and uh, that is what we are bringing to the table. And therefore, I think uh, member states uh, of NATO have already said, welcomed our applications. And that I can say, United States, have we have an excellent cooperation bilateral with United States uh, uh, that is deep. And currently, we are using also American fighter jets in our Air Force. The Republican Party, um, it is the Senate, U.S. Senate, that will ratify. Uh, so with a, they, need, they need a two-thirds majority there. So, so we had Mitch McConnell, the, the Senate minority leader, uh, over to Finland for two weeks ago and also together with, with three other mm-hmm. Republican senators. And they strongly supported uh, Finland's application. And also what Mitch McConnell said that... Uh, they want to uh, to ratify it in the U.S. Senate before they go on uh, on summer recess. So so they want to do it as quickly as possible. And also President Biden has uh, emphasized that from the de- Democratic leadership. So we really feel confident uh, f- for the support from the United States and also from the Republican Party on this. We're not going to go into it. Maybe later I can bring you on the podcast and we'll talk about it. But yes, money will trump a lot of ideology, ideology in the United States. And the other thing is I think Mitch McConnell can wipe, wipe out the votes, clearly. So let's hope for the best. The best is Finland is in NATO. Then there's not going to be that much of a change. But there is a change in mentality. There is a change in in, in the public perception. So do you feel more safe then? Or it's still the same fear since 1980. We have an erratic neighbor. And even if you have Article 5, everyone will come to our protection. United States, Germany, UK, they already say that they're going to be there. Will the Finn people say, all right, this is good and this, is, this will help us sleep even better at night? What do you think will be the future then? Yeah, and and therefore we are applying for membership because uh, that will, I mean, the threshold for doing an attack on a NATO member is is very high, and and we are applying because we don't want to have wars in 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 Europe. Uh, but but I mean we are very well prepared. We are prepared. Uh, we have a very strong defense force. Uh, we'll, it it is built to uh, repel a uh, attack uh, on on us, and we are certain that. Uh, that um, we can achieve that. However, to repel an attack, that doesn't mean that you are not, not having any economical uh, or other casualties. So, I mean, I mean, look at Ukraine, for example. Even if they will be successful, which we all hope, and they must be, but uh, their economy is diving with 45%. There are s- over 7 million people uh, fleeing, uh, I mean, settled people, refugees, and it is uh, the same number of unemployed people uh, in, in Ukraine. Look at Mariupol, for example, a city with 500,000 people, uh, a very strong exporter of steel products, for example. Even though if the war is stopping uh, tomorrow, it will take many years before new steel can come out from from the Azovstal steel plant or from Mariupol again. So we see that the the price of the war 
is extremely high and and therefore even if you are able to repel the casualties for the economy are so great and therefore we want to 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 raise the threshold for an attack on us in order that that will not happen and and the, the biggest reason for our strong defense that we have uh, in in Finland is of course not uh, to um, to defend the, the country we can do it but it, it is to uh, to project uh, a strong message uh, so that no one would like to uh, attack us ever uh, so 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 to to test us and and i think that is i mean the main reason for almost all defense uh, forces in in the world to make sure that nothing will happen no imminent threat is uh, i mean projected on finland at the moment we clearly know that uh, so we feel we feel uh, safe and confident we are very thankful for the security guarantees that the us uk france germany also the other nordic countries already have uh, provided bilaterally but uh, of course a fully nato membership uh, will uh, make us feel even more safer because it will raise the threshold for an attack and for war in europe Mats, uh, just uh, one last uh, request from you. And thank you so much for your time. This was illuminating to have that perspective, to have that inside perspective. Uh, for us, most of Europeans have been in NATO for so long and we don't have a neighbor like Russia. Just to, to, to share that experience is just amazing. Uh, tell people where they can find you online. Yeah, they can find me on all social medias, basically. I mean, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So um, yeah, check me out. I'm going to put all the links on the uh, podcast show notes. I've been talking with Mats Lofström. Apart from being an MP in the Parliament in Finland, he's also a member of the European uh, Liberal Forum family. Mats, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, Ricardo. I'm back. Just reminded that you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher. And if you feel like it, give us a five-star review. In that way, you can help us spread even more liberal values and ideas. And now for the coda that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. As you notice, this conversation was recorded way before the NATO summit in Madrid that is happening right now as I do this edit. And therefore, our conversation mentioned that Turkey was putting some resistance to the idea that Finland will join NATO. And we have good news because those difficulties were solved and both Sweden and Finland are now part of the alliance. Secretary General Sotenberg already set the agenda, and that is increasing the strength of the alliance rapid reaction force, to develop relationships with China, to focus on the Indo-Pacific region, to also account for cybersecurity and climate change, and of course, the victory of Ukraine against the barbaric attack from the Russian Federation. And in here, I would like to leave one last message, which is, ironically, a congratulations to Vladimir Putin, because he was capable of doing something that didn't happen for 70 years, and that was to have our Finns and our Swedish friends join the North Atlantic Treaty Alliance. So welcome, and let's keep working to have a safer, stronger, and more unified Europe. This podcast is produced by the European Liberal Forum, co-founded by the European Parliament, and have the support of the social liberal movement Think Tank in Portugal and Liberté Foundation in Poland. 
The views expressed herein are those of the speakers alone, and these views do not necessarily reflect those of the European Parliament and or the European Liberal Forum.